Yeah, fuck it. JSN gets his first touchdown this weekend. Okay. You heard it here. I'm first. saying he's a healthy scratch. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> Alrighty. And welcome back to another episode of JR Takes. As always, Ryan and I coming at you. And Ryan, little disappointing loss over the weekend against the Bengals. But I'm honestly, I, I have a lot to, uh, or, or I guess I should say, not a lot to hang my head over. I thought the defense looked really good. Um, yeah. The I offense, a little bit of question marks there. And we'll get to some of my uh, main points as to why we lost that game. But what did you think about the, the defensive play? Yeah, it was, you know, honestly, in a way, it was almost more impressive than what we did against the Giants on defense because this isn't just, you know, a normal NFL offense that we're playing against. It's the best wide receiver trio in the league. Yeah. Quarterbacked by a guy who, at times, people have thought of as the best quarterback in the league. You know, Joe Burrow is legit uh, in that top tier of quarterbacks, especially when he's at full health, which he looked pretty close to it against us. And. You know, the game gets started, and it looks like it's going to be a shootout, and then it's like, after that second quarter, it was a complete defensive slugfest, and man, Trey Brown came to fucking play on Sunday. That guy's one-on-one against Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and he gets a critical pass breakup on third down to give us a chance to win the game at the end there, and he gets a pick, which just, he looked like a mini Richard Sherman on that play, you know, following the guy down the sideline, getting his head around and jumping at the last minute. That was just beautiful yeah i like what i saw from trey brown uh i was a little bit i i i don't know if you noticed this but it seemed like Tariq woolen was getting beat uh, quite a a bit out there um but that's gonna happen he's we gotta remember he's only in his second year so he tied it up in the second half yeah it was just those two drives that we kind of had a few coverage lapses but besides that we were just what was the score again at halftime it was um it was 14 to 10 at half. So there was only two field goals the whole second half? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I saw a stat today that we're the number one defense in the NFL in yards per carry. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's something that yeah, after week one, we were hovering around there, and I was like, well, you know, the Rams don't have a great rushing attack. Then after week two, it's like, well, the Lions didn't try to run the ball that much. You know, we're six weeks into this thing now. Granted, we've only played five games, but mm-hmm. still, like, I, I don't think it's a fluke that our run defense has improved so much. I think it's legit. And hey, if Brock Purdy gets all that praise for being undefeated or whatever <laughs> with all those weapons around him, then we should get praise for kicking shitty offenses' asses. I agree. Like, like the Giants. Like, yeah. I know that they didn't have Barkley, but we did, we broke a franchise record. We fucked them up so bad yeah so. i mean like it, 11 sacks isn't like a fluky thing yeah you know like you you have to be dominating to do that so I, I never really felt like we got the credit we deserved on defense but yeah it's it's crazy how the script has flipped in a matter of like three weeks here with the seahawks team because it was looking to me like again we were going to have an elite offense and a shaky defense and you know, I think the offense is going to figure it out. I think there's been some unfortunate injuries and just kind of some bad luck with plays being missed that are mm-hmm. there to be had. Um, but the defense the last two weeks has, that's as good of a two game stretch where in total in those two games, we're allowing uh, 10 points a game, you know, 17 this week, three the week before. And uh, that's as good of a one, two, like a defensive performance 
that we've had in at least five years. I, I would even go further back than that. I think I haven't really watched a Seahawks team where I felt like the defense could really carry us a long way this year. And I, I do, I remember we talked about this yesterday, how we're kind of a year away from making a real run, but I think it really depends on health. And like if everyone on the defense can stay healthy, I think we can be dangerous in December yeah. and January. The, I mean, this sounds crazy to say, you know, especially thinking like a few weeks back, but right now, if the defense continues to play the way it's played the last two weeks, there's we're going to be in every single game against every single NFL opponent. Um, the only, like, I mean, a team like Miami might be tough because they just are so dominant on offense, but um, I really do think that a Super Bowl, Super Bowl aspiration is not a distant thought for this team with the defense playing like this you know uh Devin Witherspoon is a legit fucking star man yeah he is just he is the real deal he's also getting recognized by you know national media pro yeah. football focus has him I think a top what five rookie yeah um, as far as his grade goes well and you know I think in the league he's top 10 in combined pass breakups and mm -hmm. interceptions and he's played two less games than a lot of the people that are on that list so the impact he's had in the last three games is just it's extremely rare and frankly kind of unheard of from a rookie because he has the ability to be a blitzer that no other corner I really can remember us having has. He's like a second Jamal Adams in that aspect. He really is a game changer like a sauce gardener. And I was, I remember, I might have even said it on the podcast that I didn't feel like we got a guy like that. And I'm so wrong. Like, yeah, I mean, he is like, he is a game. He, he's probably our biggest weapon on defense as far as yeah. making plays and turnover creating turnover well maybe maybe jamal adams is that guy but i don't know but having Devin, both of them is crazy and you you got to see that on full display finally for a full game which was just so great to see because i i'm a big jamal adams fan i think he's kind of got just gotten shafted by bad injury luck but yeah both those guys they made their presence felt in this game especially uh, you think of that third and long where they just try to dump off screen which we've given up a lot of those in years past mm -hmm. but jamal sniffs it out and just murders the guy for a two-yard loss and we're getting the ball back those two, that was pretty awesome to see yeah yeah and they, they just play with a uh, amount of juice that seems like we've been missing for a long time on that defense yeah and uh i just wanted to say too to hold the Bengals to 17 points like that makes me feel really good about game setting into the future because that was such a winnable game mm. and i'll kind of go a segue on to the offense yeah we need to get the negatives out of the way and i don't really have any on defense so no no the defense played if you give up 17 points to the Bengals, that's a game that you should you, win that you game. should you should be winning that game i was just thinking that like 17 points, it's the offense crumbles. Really? Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, any any team really giving up 17 points to, but especially the Bengals. The Bengals yeah. Like, yeah. they're the best offense we're, in the league, arguably. We're not going to play a better receiver trio than that, like, yeah. until the next time we play the Bengals. Or yeah. if we play the Dolphins or something. But yeah. even then. Um, yeah, and uh, I just thought that Geno Smith, I mean, <clears throat> I love the guy, but... He had so many opportunities yesterday to win us the game or give us the lead late, and he just didn't didn't make plays, didn't see his open receivers, um, and it just 
it was disappointing because I thought that he was good enough to make those plays. And But, I mean, I know it's going to be up and down. He's not going to be lights out every game. He's not... He's not Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. He's... Yeah. Well, so the unfortunate thing is Gino actually made a lot of really impressive throws in that game. Um, I got to see the, another, you know, the throw to Tyler Lockett to the 10 yard line with like 45 oh. seconds left. It, it looked like we were going to win the game in that situation mm-hmm. before the red zone, man. The red zone was just our fucking Achilles heel in this game. We yeah. had five trips into the red zone this game. Yeah. And yeah. we came away with 10 points. Yeah. If we just kicked fucking field goals every time, we win this game 18 to 17. Like, yeah. that's literally all we had to do. It's uh, Gino's big... The thing is, Gino pl- played a pretty solid game. But there was, there was three misses, maybe four, two sacks that I would arguably put on him, and two interceptions. You take even just one of those mistakes out, and we probably win this game pretty easily. But, you know, there was JSN running wide open down the left sideline, DK getting wide open a couple times, not getting hit. Um, just, I think, holding onto the ball a little too long a couple times. But the fact of the matter is, he got pressured on almost 50% of his dropbacks. And that's what we did to Jan- Daniel Jones a mm-hmm. few weeks ago. And you saw what that turned into for the Giants. Which is so. insane, by the way. Yeah. So the offensive line was not doing us any favors. And they've done a really good job this year. But they weren't creating any holes for Kenneth Walker or Charbonnet. They were giving Geno like less than three seconds virtually every play the whole game. Mm-hmm. So I, I, can't put too, I can't be too hard on him because... Really, it's like if if we just had even bad protection, we probably win this game. But we had abysmal protection in this game, and you know, like if if Gino just makes one play, one play, we're sitting here at four and one. Just I think, a game back from the Niners. I think ultimately that's why I was right after the game so upset with Gino is because he <clears throat> all he needed to do was just make one of those yeah one of those red zone trips, turn it into. Point, turn it into well turn into a touchdown yeah. ideally but he just couldn't do it and it, it did seem like he was holding on to the ball when he should have gotten rid of it and it was just like which you could put a little i mean let's let's talk about shane waldron too because i felt like if you look at the replay of especially those two fourth down plays now the first one gino could have dumped it off to charbonnet like immediately mm-hmm. and charbonnet might be walking in and we might be having a whole different conversation right now but he wasn't the primary read it was they were trying to hit Lockett, but on both those situations, you know, you're you're inside the ten yard line or right around it. Um, I'd like to see a lot quicker developing play than what they drew up because b- both times they tried to do something that was sort of a longer developing route where you had guys mesh and then ideally someone breaks free in the end zone. And mm-hmm. um, on the last play of the game. If Gino had half a second longer, he may have been have been able to hit Parkinson in the corner for a mm-hmm. touchdown because he's matched up on a safety who he's like a foot taller than. Um, so I, I I liked that one a little more, but still it took three seconds for him to get open. I don't know why we don't just do a quick slant over the middle. You know, mm-hmm. the the Bengals are dropping in the flat zone. Like you have like seven people playing zone on that play because uh, they have their eye on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. If you just do a timing route or something like the Rams do all the time with Stafford, just just something to protect your quarterback and get the ball out sooner. Is- and I think I don't know why we don't do that with JSN because he seems like the ter- the perfect body type, like 
or even replica of a of a Cooper Cup. Someone yeah. that can has hands and can run routes to a T. Yeah, and I mean, I think even like a Jake Bobo in that situation, he's good at getting initial separation, and he's big. He's that was awesome when he got destroyed and then got right back back up. up. Yeah, that was a Bobo freaking play. That was so cool. When he got hit, I was like, "Holy fuck!" That reminds me of like 2010 or something. Yeah, that. um, There was a flag. Unnecessary roughness. roughness. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so annoying because on the broadcast, Charles Davis is like, yeah, I'm not seeing why that's a flag there. As, (laughs) like, Jake Bobo's face is getting crushed by a helmet. I'm like, dude, how many different slow motion angles of this do you need to see before you get the flag yeah charles Charles davis fucking sucks he blows as a commentator he's part of the reason why i don't play madden (laughs) yeah i don't know why they chose him to take on that role it's like in madden quick side note they've gone like this with their commentary choices they made me miss phil sims i didn't know that was possible (laughs) (laughs) yeah they made me miss a guy who always blamed me for worrying about my stats when i would do a check down to a running back yeah well the quarterback's just worried about his stats there uh yeah but it's just a god damn was it a beyond frustrating game offensively because you look at the box score and you think this should be a blowout we outgained them by 180 yards we held the Bengals 200 fucking yards most of which came on their first two drives that's an incredible performance and we had almost 400 ourselves. we possessed the ball for almost two-thirds of the game we had twice as many first downs as them how do we how do we only get 13 points out of that it's it's just it's just crazy and the I feel like We've never had a game where two turnovers were more impactful than this one. Yeah, but it is a good... I feel like it's a good game to lose, if that makes sense. It's an AFC game. We should... We had the opportunities to win the game. It was right there for us. Yeah. Like six times. Like Pete said on his Monday interview, they just didn't execute. Yeah. And... It, it doesn't give me any, like, long-term worries. Because the Bengals, let's give them credit. Their defensive line just kicked our ass for three hours up front. And Which I did not see coming. I mean, Trey Hendrickson, I guess I haven't been paying attention to him, but he's been elite this season. So I maybe I should have done more research on how the Bengals' defense has been performing. Because I thought we were going to kind of have our way with them yeah. coming into the game. But they came to play um you always worry about playing a good team with a losing record like the Bengals, because we all we were all shocked by the way the season started for them because they've been in the afc championship the last two years they're an excellent team they almost made it to the super bowl last year they probably should have won it the year before that it's not like this is a easy opponent well and i picked us to lose this game anyway or well i mean last week i chose us to win but when yeah, we made think- our prior two season predictions i chose us to lose this game because i think i did too going into cincinnati i think we were four and one or three and one whatever mm-hmm. our record three and one i think that's what i predicted originally anyway well, so bye does that have a factor in like we've been we've been bad go? coming off the bye the last like four seasons it was the offense that i mean defense was great yeah offense after the bye i don't know <sighs> yeah i'm is... not i'm not worried right after the game i was like pissed at gino and like oh he we need to draft me too whatever but now i'm like it was one game he has proven you know it's not he's like he's earned the benefit of the doubt yeah he I'll played way better than like brock purdy did against a good defense yeah i mean and uh like jalen hurts against 
who the Jets. He looked horrible. Yeah, the Jets defense looks so good. Yeah, they when they're when they're like playing with a lot of energy, they are tough. Yeah, but, it's uh, a bummer. Well, anyway. But uh, yeah, um, I guess just to kind of put a pin in this one, it was a huge missed opportunity, one that we may look back on with regret. But I'm not concerned long term. Um, we have a couple easier games coming up here starting off with buckle up in the cardinals this should be a get right game we're at home we better come with the fire in our gut we better come with the fire in our gut because i want a two score win we need this team is just annoying enough to where they could upset us at home and if that happens i'm gonna be very worried about this season because we're about to play some some tough teams here in november yeah that I could easily see that happening too. I I don't I, think I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think but it's if it does, either. I'll be like, I'll have the feeling, I guess that I had after the Rams game, like, I'm not surprised that the Cardinals came out and basically hit us in the mouth because they done that before. Yeah, but we're just I don't know. I I feel like we're gonna be kind of pissed off after that loss and come out. With a fire in our gut. I, I think Gino's going to have a bounce-back performance. Yeah. Because he he the first thing he said in his press conference after the game was he didn't play well enough. And, you know, I that's something that I really respect about him is he has the humility. Yeah, when so, was the last time Russ said that? I, I don't re- recall ever hearing that out of him, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think he would start a game with, like, you know, obviously it didn't go the way we wanted today or something like yeah. that. But in anywho... Um, a lot of games around the league really went our way this weekend, which just makes it sting a little more that we lost. But also, on the flip side of that, we didn't lose that much ground because the 49ers lose to the Browns. Amazing. Eagles lose to the Jets. That's a great result for us. Mm-hmm. Um, what else happened around the league? We had the Rams winning, which was unfortunate. But a bunch of NFC teams like the Saints, for example, who we may be uh, vying with for a playoff spot, they lose at home to the Texans, or maybe it was on the road. It was but, on the road. Uh, but yeah, they lose to the Texans, who, by the way, look like a sneaky wild card contender to me this year. They they don't look like the dog shit team that I thought they were going to be. Yeah, they certainly look like they have that young core of like what they need to be to build around. Plus, D'Amico Ryan seems like yeah, and dude, he knows CJ. What he's doing. My boy C.J. Stroud is looking like one of the more impressive rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, I can't believe how good he's looked. I was, I thought he was going to be an idiot and throw like forty interceptions. I kind of thought that done too. Done the exact opposite. I and mean, like in the draft process with him, he just was really blowing me away. But then I remember there was like that 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 test the quarterbacks take that yeah. he scored really poorly on, and I was like, uh oh. But uh, yeah, what's he's that, what's that what's that test you're talking about? It's like the Wonderlick test or something like that. It's I don't I don't know what it's called. It's whatever whatever quarterback scored like the highest score ever on it. So is it in there the you go. Or? It's just part of the pre-draft process. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, I don't know. Lamar Jackson got like a five percent on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how valuable it is. But uh, anywho, um, a lot of NFC teams went down this week. Um, the Cowboys they're three and two, I think. Yeah, three and three or four and two or something like that. They have two losses for sure. So we're not super far behind any team. Mm -hmm. You know, we have our win over the Lions. That's our signature win so far of the season. 
Um, I, our odds long-term are still very good for this season. And there's not really any team I'm looking at in the conference that I think we have no chance against. Like, if we play the Niners and our defense plays the way it has been, yeah. we just got to make a couple plays and we could steal a win from them. I'm also not afraid of the Cowboys No, I think, I think we will kick their ass. I think... Yeah, I think I think the Rams are better than the Cowboys, dude. Like, if we had to play one of those teams right now, I'm taking the Cowboys. Like, yeah, they got Micah Parsons, but if we just, you know, do our two tight end, three tight end set constantly and help our line out, I, I think we got a good chance, especially with the Diggs being out in their secondary. I just don't think, like, when I think of uh, teams with a good defense, I think of teams that, like, are tough and run the ball. And the Cowboys suck at both of those things. They're not tough. <laughs> and they're not that good at running the ball. And they should have lost to the Chargers. Dude, the Chargers are the biggest choke artists I've like ever seen. It's yeah, like they're it's, the dude, AFC Justin version Justin Herbert, of the I swear Falcons. to God, I've said it since he entered the league. He's Jay Cutler. Yeah, I just, I don't understand. He doesn't win. I don't understand what's wrong with him. Because it's like, on paper, he should be the best quarterback ever. But yeah. then you he plays and he just loses. <laughs> like... <laughs> Over and over, it's, it, I don't understand. I him. think he has a losing record in the NFL still, or it's like right around five hundred. Yeah, and that's he's kind of just like the most. He's the quarterback that makes you want more. Like he leaves more to be desired than any quarterback I can remember seeing. It's funny. He's kind of like just another Philip Rivers for the Chargers. <laughs> he's like, he's good. He has. I mean, he's more talented than Philip Rivers, yeah. but he's he doesn't play like he should be. I, yeah, I, I mean, Phil, like. he's more talented than Philip Rivers, but you know, the, the, on average, Philip Rivers was a better quarterback in his career than uh, Herbert has been so far. And you could argue he had less weapons. I mean, even though he had a Hall of Fame tight end, yeah, he, his best receiver was who Vincent Jackson. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. But yeah, I mean, Keenan um, Allen is as good as they come at wide receiver. He's one of those guys that I feel like if he was on like a East Coast team, they would be talking about him as a Hall of Famer because he's put up Hall of Fame stats. Yeah, Keenan Allen is excellent. Um, yeah, they also say, have the what? I was just gonna say, I'm really glad we drafted JSN and not Quinton Johnson because he has been worthless. Yeah, I'm not going to touch a TCU receiver until they <laughs> prove me wrong. Because yeah. after Jalen Ragor, I'm like, never again. <laughs> and a quick side note about JSN. He had his best game of his career so far. And, you know, if Gino sees him on the sideline, we're talking about a 100-yard performance with a touchdown for JSN. They God. finally started targeting him downfield more, and look what happened. He broke free a bit. So Yeah, except for that one... Oh, the interception! That was that was bad. I don't that know why Gino, Gino. I don't know why Gino angry. threw that ball. As Gino Suarez would say, it was bad. It was yeah. just bad. <laughs> yeah, because it's like when the play first hit, it looked like he was maybe open, but by the time Gino threw it, there was like three guys. Right, like even if that one guy didn't pick it. Yeah, it was it was not a good decision. Um, that was probably the worst pick of the two that I would say yeah gino's worst two plays of the game i'm not gonna the one the pick to metcalf that was kind of a weird play yeah, i'm not gonna, gonna bring that, that was like a blown um that was like it's like a miscommunication it was just they were not, they were not on the same yeah. page and also i mean uh taylor Britt had a fucking awesome game at corner for the Bengals. he had that he, he that was a tough catch to make that pick he and, was reading it and he also was like given 
DK kind of a run for his money in physicality. I saw some replays uh, where he was checking him and press at the line of scrimmage. Like mm-hmm. I have not seen a cornerback that size really bring it to DK like ever. So shout out to him. Um, I'm annoyed that you did that because it made us lose, but hey, credit where it's due. Um, but yeah, Gino's worst two plays of the day, I think, uh, involved JSN in some way because he threw the pick just forcing the ball to him when it wasn't there. And then he takes off and runs for 10 yards, which was like on a, on the surface a good play. But you see the replay and JSN's like, throw me the ball wide open down the sideline for the what would have uh, probably been the game-winning score. So I, I think we're just very close to being an elite offense. The line and just these little lapses in execution are holding us back from getting there. But I think it's going to happen. And when it does, watch out. I agree. I agree. I think we're a week, if not two, if not three, but max three weeks away from really figuring things out and hitting things, hitting the ground running, so to speak. Yeah, I'm starting, the longer I'm getting to digest this team in this season, the more I'm actually looking forward to the gauntlet run of 49ers, Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles. Because, you know, if if you're going to go on a run, you can't just play a cupcake schedule and not beat anybody all year. You have to play, you have to play some tough opponents and you have to win. That's why the Saints suck. Because the Saints <laughs> don't play anyone good, they beat good. T- they beat shitty teams and lose to good teams. And honestly, in the late two thousands, mid two thousands, when the Seahawks were winning the NFC West, at that's like what nine we and- were. Yeah, we sucked. We were beating the bad teams and getting destroyed by the good teams. Yeah, especially after like. You know, like the the 06 season, which granted and, they almost made the NFC championship. Well, remember too in the 2000s how bad the NFC West was. Like, yeah, we won the division so many years. I mean, we won the division at garbage. seven and nine. Oh, we were yeah. in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. Beast Quakes, uh, 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that was insane. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's a different situation now. Even this year, we thought the <laughs> NFC West was going to be a joke, and the Cardinals are better than what you would normally think of for a one and five team. I mean, they beat the Cowboys and they kind of beat the brakes off of them. They're an annoying one and five team. Yeah. And like you said earlier, I think they're better than teams like the Steelers. Yeah. Which is weird. Cause the Steelers might fuck around and make the playoffs by some disgusting miracle. They're the ugliest team in the league. Like yeah. I have, there's not a team that I have less fun watching this year than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Steelers I was going to say the Giants, but <laughs> I like watching Daniel Jones get punished. It's, it's kind of And I like watching Brian Dable get really pissed <laughs> off. So. With the Steelers, you're just like, oh my God, like make it stop. Like get it off the screen. And then you're like, what? They won? And then you see <laughs> Najee Harris like run and get like 1.7 yards a carry per game i saw just... someone post a meme that was like Najee harris looks like he's running with, with jeans, jeans on <laughs> <laughs> i saw that too because he was like running so slow but like moving his body like this or... you know who has another funny run like um is baker mayfield yeah yeah like, he looks like pete carroll when he just plays like, football. his hips are like too wide i don't know yeah <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you look at the NFC, and I I feel like there's like three good teams, and maybe four, and I I think we are one of those good teams. And a lot of stats, like EPA per play and stuff like that, point to that as well. 
So it looks like, you know, Niners at the top, Eagles, Lions, and us probably, you know, hovering around that tier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, if, if if things play out a certain way and we make the playoffs, even if we don't win the division, I feel like a team like the Lions, if they have to go into San Francisco, there's a chance they could they could pull that win and we don't even have to play them at all. Yeah, the Lions, the Lions are kind of that other team besides us, that dark horse. That kind of makes me a little nervous about you know, who we're going to potentially play in the playoffs. I think if we play a team like the Eagles, I don't know. When was the last time we played them? Have we played them with Jalen Hurts? I feel like we haven't. I feel like it's been a while since we played them. Yeah, I can't really say we match up good against them because, I, yeah, I can't remember a time where we played Jalen Hurts. I think we played them in 2020. That was I the think last... the last time we played them was when we beat them in the playoffs. I think we played them the next year. And it was during our 2020 run. I feel like that season is kind of just lost a history. But we played them, and it was almost... Do you remember we beat them like 17-9, to 9, like three times in a row? Yeah. It was like the third 17-9 to 9 game. Okay. Like, I just don't remember, but yeah. that's fine. I, I forgot about it, too, until the other day. For some reason, I was looking at the 2020 season. I was like, we played the Eagles? I don't remember that at all. Hmm. But Because uh, uh, we played the whole NFC East that year. Gotcha. But um, anywho... It, they were playing Carson Wentz last time we played them. So we, I feel like we haven't really faced this current iteration of the Eagles. And it'll be interesting to see how we uh, match up against a really mobile quarterback um, with a really good wide receiver, really good wide receiver duo. Uh, but my thing with the Eagles when we play them is holding up in pass protection against their interior D-line is going to be a tough task. And that may make them a t- difficult matchup for us. Yeah, I agree, but I feel like every time I'm worried about our line getting their ass whooped, they have a great game. So, yeah. who knows? And then the- I wasn't worried this weekend. And- exactly. <laughs> so, we'll see. But um, as far as next uh, this weekend's game goes, I do think we're going to win. Um, my prediction, I think it's going to be sort of a defensive game, sort of not. I think it's going to be a 24 to like 17 sort of game and we're gonna win by a touchdown that sounds like me being mostly pissed off for we're, gonna punch, we're gonna punch gino's gonna punch it in it's gonna be one of those ugly games and pete carroll after the game is gonna be like yeah well, we this, this is what we love uh, you know, <laughs> we, we just we, we just love uh, the guys he's, out just, there. Gonna, he's just gonna go up to the podium and be like um well, today was an absolute demonstration of finishing uh this is exactly what we preach all season long you know and then he's gonna be like oh he, he's a tremendous football player for us we, we love the way he plays football <laughs> yeah um yeah, I I don't know. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna beat the brakes off them. I I think I think it's it's been getting close to happening. It is a divisional game, Ryan. Those divisional games I know. are never blowouts unless John Skelton is playing quarterback. <laughs> who, who are we playing again? The Arizona. The Cardinals. Oh. I think I think we are gonna win uh twenty eight to ten, and it, it may be like thirteen or like fourteen to ten and a half, but I think um. Uh, this is uh, the worst offense that we'll have played in a few weeks. You know, I guess maybe you could say the Giants are probably worse than them on offense. Yeah. Uh, but m- much, much worse than what we played last week. And on defense, uh, they've been chippy, but we are so much more talented than this team. I think it's going to show up this week. Yeah. So you're telling me to start JSN? Sure. Okay. I'm putting that <laughs> on you, Ryan. Okay. All right. That's fair. Because 28-10, he's got to find a touchdown. 
Then. Yeah, fuck it. JSN gets his first touchdown this okay. weekend. You heard it here I'm first. I'm saying he's a healthy scratch. What? <laughs> that's, it's that's... just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the intro. Alright, but yeah, that's, that's all I had for this one. I know we didn't talk about the Cardinals much, but... Um, hopefully they don't make us eat our lack of words, but I don't I don't have a lot to say about them because I think they're playing for next year. Well, and we won't have to eat that much of the words because there's the lack thereof, so it won't be that bad. All right, well, thanks for checking in to the JRT Sportscast. <laughs> As always, Ryan and Jonah. Yes, yes. Uh, hopefully we will get a dub and be happy next week. Yep, catch you on the next one. How long was that, Colby? I was kind of getting worried about the...